Hello, beautiful and handsome and gorgeous listeners. Happy Tuesday, the 24th. It's Naya Hard Eyes, and you know what you clicked on. Boss Up with Naya Hard Eyes, episode 13. Ooh, I know, 13, that unlucky number. But today, we're going to turn that great number into something even better. For today's episode, we have some great stuff coming up. But before we talk about the things we have coming up, let's get back and recap the things we've talked about prior. So, you know, we've definitely went over the discipline. We went over staying focused, um, good habits, bad habits, trying to set goals, time management, taking action, inconveniences, losing a friend, creating routines and trials and errors. Um, We talked about my personal body journey, which was I lost 50 pounds. So if you're interested in that, check out episode five. I went into great detail on how I did it. And I also have talked about so far um, Halloween, of course. So today's episode is going to be about the holiday coming up. It's literally two days away, you guys. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is coming up. So let's talk about what we have in store. So with the holidays coming up today, we have an awesome topic planned and it's going to be Thanksgiving history. After that coming up is going to be Thanksgiving traditions. We're going to get into some Black Friday shopping, you know, how to do it, best ways to do it, some stories on that and planning your next Friendsgiving. So so if you guys haven't heard of a Friendsgiving, stay tuned because we have some good information on how to create a great one for you and your friends and family. But before we get into the good jazz, let's not forget where we're at again. Boss up with Nile Hard Eyes. I'm so thankful to have you guys as repeated listeners. And to get started, let's just get into some music. So today I'm going to play a song by a new artist. I hope you enjoy the sound of her voice and the vibes she gives. We'll get back to you guys shortly. Brought me to my knees 
That jam right there was Electric by Alina Baraz featuring Khalid. Uh, this song came out in 2017 from her single album, The Electric Remixes. And honestly, she has an electrifying voice. I mean, I love what she was saying. You know, touch me, you're electric, babe. It's just it's just so uplifting, you know, and it's, it's deep. It's just... And the way she sings, I don't know how else to explain it, but I just, I really enjoy this song, especially this time of the year, you know, 2017, it came out around Thanksgiving time. So it was really a vibe while listening to her. So just to give you guys some cool information on Miss Alina, she is 27 years old. She's such a vibe, soothing voice accompanied by Khalid, like I mentioned before. And just to get in some you know real facts about her so she was born on uh september 24th 1993 in cleveland ohio to russian parents and she was the first child in her family born in america growing up her parents raised her on classical music and on her own became interested in 90s music and singers such as adele amy winehouse and corinne bailey ray she began singing at the young age in her gospel choir at age 19, she decided to move to Los Angeles, California to pursue singing as a professional career. She developed a passion for songwriting and wrote her first song titled Roses Dipped in Gold, released on April 15, 2013 in the Lounges Master Vibes collection series. 
So you guys could just tough with that information. She's been having drive since she was way younger. And still to this day, she's still making great music. So I definitely respect a young female artist just like herself. And also being, you know, the firstborn. Is she's starting a whole new generation for her family. And she's really doing it right. So to continue, um, she's labeled with the mom and pop and ultra uh, contract and she's really she's her genre is more along the lines of r&b and um hip-hop but i really want to say she's more like pop now because just of just the way she is you know just her music i love i love her music i'm not hating on it and i just think it's great so with that being said that was the song electric by alina baraz you guys check out the rest of her album if you're interested in her voice or her style of music she's a great artist now Let's get in to some juicy gravy. This is going to be the Thanksgiving history. So there is a timeline to break it down, and I, I want to break it down for you. So I'm getting this information off of history.com by Dave Roos. And so we're going to start with just a little quick information. There is no holiday that's more American than Thanksgiving. It started in 1541 with Spanish explorers and them holding a feast. So what happened was English settlers were the first to celebrate a Thanksgiving feast on American soil. According to the Texas Society Daughters of the American Colonists, the very first Thanksgiving was observed by Spanish explorers Francisco Vasquez de Cononado. Okay, so it started supposedly with the spanish holding the feast on american ground and thanksgiving is pretty much you know when you hold a feast and just you know eat and stuff your face you know stuff a turkey things along those lines so next was we're jumping from 1541 to 1598 so it says a second early um feast among spanish so a second texas town claimed to have been the real site of the first thanksgiving in america In 1598, a wealthy Spanish dignitary named Juan de Onade was granted lands among the Pueblo Indians in the American Southwest. He decided to blaze a new path directly across the Chinchua Desert to reach the Rio Grande. Onade's party of 500 soldiers, women and children, barely survived the harrowing journey, nearly dying of thirst and exhaustion. When they reached the river, two horses reportedly drank so much water that their stomachs burst. Ooh, I kind of like that they mentioned that last little fun fact, because can you just imagine dying of water and hunger and, you know, you finally hit a river and then you just drink so much that your stomach burst and you, you pass away? Like, thankfully, it was just the horses instead of the family or, you know, children there. But like was mentioned earlier they did pass away throughout this journey so i really like how this um thanksgiving little stanza was set up because it gave you backstory on you know the things they had to go through in order to enjoy this holiday so i really like that next we're hopping straight to 1777 you guys so we're going from 1598 to 1777 and this is honestly taking place on december 18th This is when 13 colonies celebrate a Thanksgiving. So even though this is way past, you know, the ideal Thanksgiving day, it's closer to Christmas, to be honest, but still, let's just dive in. So it says, to celebrate the victory of American continental forces over the British in the Battle of Saratoga, 
Commander-in-Chief George Washington called for Thursday, December 18th to be set aside for solemn Thanksgiving and praise. It was the first time that all 13 colonies celebrated a day of Thanksgiving in unison. So, George Washington, you know, he made a day. I mean, I don't know why he picked December 18th, but at least it was a Thursday, so it makes sense. You know, it kind of correlates with Thanksgiving on Thursday now. But he, you know called together for everybody to have like this solemn thanksgiving and praise day which is i would say honestly it's necessary you know just having a day to sit down with your people you know people you know and recognize and love and just have a great meal great conversations flowing even if it was back in the 1700s and you know you're still worried about the 13 colonies like george washington you know it's important to set aside time to be together so we're hopping from 1777 to 1863 now and this is october 3rd so even before halloween now this is lincoln proclaims thanksgiving a holiday so to a country torn apart by the civil war president lincoln proclaimed the last thursday of november to be thanksgiving day according to hale's long long standing wish perfect so it makes sense that this happened on october 3rd now because this is when Abraham Lincoln was um, proclaiming the actual set date of Thanksgiving. According, okay, so I'm sorry, just to go in and dive right back in. So with a quote, it says, I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of Thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent father who dwelleth in the heaven. Read the proclamation written by Seward's and fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to full enjoyment of peace and harmony. So thank you to Abraham Lincoln. So it was finally 1863 versus the original date we started, which was 1548. So over 300 years it took for them to figure out the official day of Thanksgiving, which is going to be every single Thursday, last Thursday of the month of November. So Thanksgiving is never really going to be a consistent date. You know, this year it can be, it's the 26th, but next year it could be the 21st or you know vice versa for many many years so and i honestly like that it's set up like that because then regardless you can always do your black friday shopping right after that thursday but i'm gonna save that information for when we get into our black friday shopping segment so to continue let's jump ahead from 1963 to 1924 so this is on november 27th which was Thanksgiving Day um, on the 20, in 1924. So originally called the Christmas Parade, Macy's Department Store in New York City launched its first ever parade on Thanksgiving Day, 1924. The six-mile parade route featured live elephants and camels from the Central Park Zoo. The animals were replaced by oversized rubber balloons in 1927. So, oh, that's honestly a really fun fact because I always remember growing up only seeing you know the balloons or the figurines or just you know nice little trails of people dressed up but i didn't know that they originally used actual animals live animals from the central park zoo which is not too far from new york city itself 
but I can only imagine that they had to change that within three years because, you know, wildlife animals are always going to have that wildlife in them. So you never know what a six mile parade could do to them. They might see something in the crowd, they might smell something, and they could just act sporadically. So I totally understand why they switched to the balloons. Honestly, it's way more fun anyways because you could do humongous alligators, humongous monkeys, whatever it might be. You know, you could just blow them up into a 300 pound balloon at that point but that's going to be a huge huge just balloon and you know reason for thanksgiving morning because thanksgiving you know celebrated towards the p.m the evening time you guys have dinner together get ready to watch the football game but in the morning go ahead and stop by the macy's thanksgiving day parade if you have time and if you're living in new york city so now from 1924 let's hop to 1939 so 15 years later on november 23rd fdr moves the date again so this is um franklin d roosevelt it says in 1939 thanksgiving was set to fall on november 30th leaving only 24 shopping days until christmas fearing that the shortened christmas season would impact the economy <laughs> President Franklin Roosevelt signed an executive order moving it a week earlier to November 23rd. Critics called it Thanksgiving, and Congress officially moved the holiday back to its current placement in 1941. Wow, that's honestly a little fun fact. I'm glad we got that for the topic of Thanksgiving history because who would have known, you know, wow, FDR was so considerate. <laughs> he was trying to think about the days before Christmas and, you know, having a full Christmas season. So from November 30th to, you know, December 25th, that's not, you're right. That's not a lot of time. I mean, it's still enough time, but yeah, he called the shots with his presidential little suite and little chair that he was in. And people started to call it Thanksgiving because he moved it one week earlier. I mean, regardless, they still changed the law back to Abraham Lincoln's law, which was the last Thursday of every um, November after two years but still i i can i'm not mad i'm not hating on the fact that fdr you know decided like hey this might be a better solution better option so let's do it all right guys that's the information and history that i have for you on thanksgiving i hope you enjoyed all i had to bring to the table i'm gonna give us a nice little break you know let's be thankful for that it's all about the thanks this thanksgiving you guys i'm gonna cut it short right now and i'll get right back to you with some information that i have on this music
such a beautiful song by Kehlani. I love it. It's just such meaningful and messageful. It just has content. Lyrical genius. That's all I have to say about that song. That was Thank You by Kehlani, which was dropped in the same year as of Electric, which was 2017. This is from her album Sweet Sexy Savage, and her genre is R&B and soul. I really like that these lyrics, you know, they're meaningful. It can relate to a lot of people and just you know positions that they might be currently in it's just a very relatable song and i really love it for that reason uh kate lani's birthday is going to be april 24th i'm sorry 1995 so that makes her 25 and just to have some information of where she was you know born and raised which was oakland california she is a goddess honestly she also has fates face tats just like summer walker and she's runner up she's the solid number two for who's the sexiest female artist with a face tats so just to get in to some fun information about miss kilani she initiated her famous or fame on america's got talent with the band pop life this california singer and songwriter went to record labels and made singles such as lonely in december first position and raw and true before fame, uh, she beginning her singing. She begun her singing career, and she studied dancing at the Oakfield Oakland School of Arts. Uh, she was very popular on Twitter to begin with, but the but she chose to cancel her account on Instagram. She has earned over 12 million followers. 
So she ended that Twitter account, but she still stuck to Instagram, which is still really good and great platform to share videos, music, or any information that she needed to. And the last little bit of information I'm going to give you guys about Miss Kehlani is her family life. So she is a native of Oakland, California. She later settled in Los Angeles. Her father passed away when she was very young and her aunt helped raise her. Her cousin is rapper Clyde Carson. And in 2016, she dated the NBA guard Kyrie Irving. She and guitarist Javi Youngwhite welcomed a daughter named Adea in 2019. She began dating YG in 2019, but the couple split up in 2020. So dang, she she has a good on and off relationship type cycle going on. But maybe that's why she's able to make such great music and so meaningful, you know, like she can relate to people on different levels which is why i love her she's literally one of my favorite female artists just because the lyrics itself and she's just a lyrical genius i thought i said it before but if i didn't i'm saying it again all right thank you bye kehlani and thank you for listening let me just tell you why i'm thankful now for you guys you're listening to boss up with naya hard eyes consistently it's been 13 strong weeks i've continued and i haven't stopped submitting videos for well not videos but podcasts for you guys and i hope you're enjoying all the content i want to wish you a happy thanksgiving or happy early thanksgiving and if you don't celebrate thanksgiving well just happy holidays you know it's that season to be thankful and i'm feeling it for sure Now let's boss up together and be grateful for the information that we've learned and that we're about to get into. So next is going to talk about some Thanksgiving traditions. So many people do things and have traditions differently when it comes to Thanksgiving. So, you know, food is definitely the main event at Thanksgiving. You can have turkey, you know, turkey in the oven. You can fry turkey, deep fry it, bake it boil it like however you want turkey is made and usually is the bird on the table but if you don't like turkey like in my family not everybody loves turkey so my mom might spoil us and make a chicken as well not a big difference but somehow we could tell the difference or a ham instead so we'll always have a turkey for sure or a chicken and ham as well of course there's always going to be stuffing at the table stuffing inside the turkey Mm, yes You know, you can find cornbread at the table, nice little sweet fluffiness, the gravy for your mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, red potatoes, cranberry sauce, your greens, your broccoli, cauliflower, just vegetables. Uh, Doesn't it make your mouth just water already? Don't you wish every dinner could just be a Thanksgiving type of dinner? Yes, same. So with that being said, let's talk about some desserts that are very traditional during Thanksgiving. So you can have your pies. Now, ooh, I'm a pie girl. So the top three or four, let's say, are going to be pumpkin pies because it's Thanksgiving, you guys. You have to have the pumpkin flavoring. Come on. The pecan pie, still another great flavor. Just complements everything so well that you had for dinner. Sweet potato pie, another great complement to your dinner. And apple pie. So one and, you know, the most American pie is apple pie. So that's why that's in the list, even though it's not as, I w- not even at the word flavorful, but, you know, as unique as the flavors like pumpkin, pecan, and sweet potato, apple pie is most American, so, and 
Thanksgiving is the most American holiday that people say we have. So yeah, but one similarity with all of those desserts, they're all tan color, you know? Like Thanksgiving itself has very neutral colors, you know, subtle colors, you know, dark brown, orange, like a dirty orange, a mustard yellow, along those lines. And you'll see those colors literally in all the food and desserts. So another tradition to do for Thanksgiving after dinner, watch the game. There's always going to be a football game. And I wonder what it's like, honestly, to be a football player and just, you know, stuff my face and have to play a football game. I mean, I know you signed up for it because that's your job and you're in a contract technically. But still, like, how can you, what if you're the team that is chosen to play on Thanksgiving Day and you were literally just so looking forward to eating dinner, chilling at home and doing your own thing. But now you have to play football. I mean, like I said, no hate to them. I appreciate them because they keep us all entertained after Thanksgiving dinner. But still, you know, I just I just want to be a little considerate towards their feelings, how their Thanksgiving is going. And I mean, like, what if they lose to let's not even get into that, you guys. So now that I gave you some of, you know, my knowledgeable trend um, traditions for Thanksgiving and things that I would do, I want to get into some stuff I got off of people.howstuffworks.com. This is information by Kathleen Neary, and she goes on by starting with the Thanksgiving Day Parade, stretches um, the six miles, typically starting at the 77th Street in Central Park West and the ends of the Macy flagship store at Herald Square. Macy's department store celebrated its 162nd anniversary in 2020. The store staged its first Thanksgiving Day Parade in 1924. That year, it was called macy's christmas parade and the followed a route from 145th 5th street and the convent avenue to the macy's store at 34th street and broadway three floats pulled by horses four bands and zoo animals from central park zoo camels donkeys elephants and goats starred in the parade santa claus was last in the lineup and a tradition that continues to this day. The parade took shape during the Roaring Twenties, a time of prosperity and pleasure. It was staged by Macy's employees, many of whom immigrated to America from Europe and longed to stage a celebration similar to the ones in their countries. So I love, I love, I love that they had Santa Claus towards the end of the parade because it really just, you know, introduced or, you know, is a great outro for the thanksgiving vibes and intro for christmas coming up so that was some traditions that i wanted to share with you guys on thanksgiving i hope you enjoyed and are able to relate to some of these i could definitely relate to everything food wise and we also incorporate some hispanic foods like arroz con gandules penning pateles maludos things along those lines because it is an american holiday but us hispanics at least in the lopez family we're in including the feast of a hispanic meal as well and we always have leftovers at least for up to the three four days which is considerate because we indulge we indulge so much which i think everybody does but you guys thanks for staying tuned for those thanksgiving traditions let's not forget we're on hawknet radio on anchor fm bossing up with nine hard eyes right now on episode 13 coming up we got black friday shopping discount day coming up next for this year specifically it is a big question about you know 
the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the Macy's Parade. Because, like I said, if you're a New Yorker, that is one thing you and your kids look forward to. You know, you want to get there. You want to see it. But now in 2020 might be just a little difficult because of the pandemic going on around us, trying to keep us safe. So off the website, she's saying, well, the question is, is Macy's Day Parade still going on? And the answer is yes. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is still happening in 2020 on Thanksgiving. However, Macy is not marching down the streets of Manhattan and is instead concentrating efforts on showing off the parade's balloons, floats performances right by their flagship store at the 34th Street. Macy is encouraging people to watch the event on TV. You know, I totally understand. You want to be more virtual. You want to keep your social distancing. And for parades, there is literally no such thing as social distancing, at least for when it comes to being in the crowd. Because you want to be as close to the front as possible. You want to see what's going on. And with the pandemic going on, you know, you have to try to keep that separation as a company. But it's important that, you know, we also try to keep each other safe. So, yes, it is still going on, but it is encouraged to watch it from home. So next is uh, the concept of, let's talk about the football games. So the concept of the American football games begins played on Thanksgiving Day dates back to 1876, shortly after the game had been invented, as it was a day the most people had off from work. In that year, the college football teams at Yale and Princeton began an annual tradition of playing each other on Thanksgiving Day. The University of Michigan also made a tradition to play annual Thanksgiving games holding 19 such games from 1885 to 1905. The Thanksgiving Day games between Michigan and the Chicago Maroons in the 19 in the 1890s have been cited as the beginning of Thanksgiving Day football. In some areas, most commonly in New England, high school teams played on Thanksgiving, usually to wrap up the regular season. By the time football had become a professional event, playing on Thanksgiving had already become an institution. A court records of pro football being played on Thanksgiving date back to as early as the nineteen I'm sorry, the eighteen nineties, with the first pro AM team, the um athletes of Pennsylvania and just more and more universities around. So let's get that information correct. So it's not just NFL. My bad if that's how I interpreted it. But let's make that clear you guys. It started off in the universities, which is even honestly better, though, because, you know, these are kids who are away from home, you know, at school, can't make it home for Thanksgiving, you know, for the holidays right now, but decided to make it a tradition to play football, you know, like, and they made that decision. It's not like it was made for them. Like, hey, the crowd wants to see this, that, and the other. Like, no, like they decided that's what was going to be best for them. So that's what they did. And that's how they took it into their hands, which I just I love that for them. All right, so now let's talk about um, those balloons really quick for the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I know I'm hopping around, but I just want to make sure I mention the traditions that are taking place on Thanksgiving so you guys can have a good little information on that. So in 1927, once they started the gigantic balloons, um, it was a signature element of the parade that made their first appearance with the help of helium. The um, balloons were placed the zoo animals that were frightened to some children or frightening to some children and the first balloon included cartoon characters like felix the cat at the conclusion of the parade the gigantic balloons were released into the air in 1928 
Macy's began offering a $100 reward for any refunds, returned balloons, which were affixed with uh, return address labels. In 1931, pilot Clarence E. Chamberlain snagged a balloon with his airplane wing, leading to a ban of retrieval by airplanes the following year. But after the 1932 parade, another pilot attempted to capture a balloon and nearly crashed, leading Macy's discontinue releasing the balloons at the parade's end. Ooh, I really didn't even know that, you guys. I love that I can learn with you because that was just some fun information, you know? Like, they were releasing the balloons into the air. Like, those are some big balloons. I don't know if you guys have ever seen them, but they're humongous, like, humongous. So I can't imagine being a plane and not just getting caught in my wing and I'm not even trying to catch it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of scary. So, yeah, I definitely understand. Pop that balloon and re-blow it up for next year. So... Those were all the facts I wanted to give you guys on Thanksgiving traditions that I can gather up. Let's not forget where we're at. You're on Hawknet Radio on Anchor FM, bossing up with Nile Hard Eyes right now. We're getting into some good information about um, just Thanksgiving in general, but Black Friday shopping is coming up next. So if you guys aren't familiar, Black Friday, it's going to be a huge discount day. Sales everywhere, online, in-store you know, home, just anybody who has a business is probably going to do a Black Friday sale because that is the number one day to get shopping done, especially with Christmas coming right around the corner. You definitely want to get the best deals you can on Black Friday with all the huge discounts they have. You can literally save hundreds on computers and just technology, thousands, maybe thousands for sure on cars and vehicles and just anything, motors. There's a special on food there's there's specials and discounts on everything guys so black friday shopping if you're not familiar that's what you do you just go shop until you black out almost so thank you again for listening to hawknet radio with naya hard eyes let's get into some real good details about black friday you guys so i want to start off by giving you some tips from james wilcock i'm getting this off of his website consumersreports.org He's giving us some tips on ways to just best get some Black Friday shopping in, do it the safest way and just, you know, easiest. So he starts with start early. Analysts we spoke to agree that starting to shop early this year will be a good strategy, not only because deals are kicking off earlier, but also because hot products may quickly sell out or fail to arrive at your doorstep in a timely manner. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. So it's saying this year they're starting sales earlier than Black Friday because usually it starts either Thanksgiving at 7 o'clock or literally midnight of Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, like Black Friday, you go shopping in the middle of the night. It's a fun little event usually, but it's saying this year they're starting it early. I believe they're doing all of this because of COVID. You know, they don't want, you have to minimize the amount of people in the store, obviously, So I believe they started it early so you can just get that deal earlier or get that item before it's all gone. You know what I'm saying? So that's why he's staying to start early because it's open earlier. To continue, he says shoppers who do all their purchasing before Black Friday are more likely to find items in stock and they have best chances of getting their purchases shipped in a timely fashion, says Michael Bonebright, consumer analyst at Comp comparison shopping site dealsnews.com so yeah you see they get a better experience better chances of finding the things that they want 
and you can purchase it in a timely fashion and it'll, not, and it'll arrive in a timely manner. So that's a benefit of starting early with your shopping. So it continues with saying Walmart, for example, just announced it will have a three deals for days event staggered throughout November that kicked off online and then moved to stores. Target deal days will also span the entire month of November. So you see just big companies that are always going to have the nicest Black Friday um, sales, such as, you know, the grocery stores, Walmart, Target, Costco. They started their deals off early just because of COVID going on, I feel like, and just to give everybody an equal opportunity to get that discount who don't want to be in an overcrowded type of area. All right, Stefan Baker, Vice President for Industry Analyst at the market research firm NPD Group, cautions that while it's tempting to wait until the last minute to see whether even better deals emerge, the product shortage we saw earlier in the year could be repeated this holiday season. Thanks to high demands for electronics, this will be especially true for TVs. So yeah, quick little fun fact, I did stop at Target not too long ago, maybe about two days ago, and I saw a 50 inch TV for 180. Are you kidding me? 50 inches of screen for $180, that is a steal. And literally not going to lie, I went to keep grocery shopping to come back to decipher if I wanted it or not, and it was gone. Like, people are going to grab that deal ASAP, especially when it's so good on electronics and things along those lines. So, definitely, if you're thinking about getting a bigger item, do it early, you guys. Grab that item before Black Friday. Alright, the next tip James is going to give us, it says, skip the in-store sales and shop online. Alright, I know that kind of defeats the original purpose of Black Friday, you know, staying up, drinking coffee have an energy drink, shop until you drop in, but he's saying to skip the store and shop online this year. There will probably be fewer big in-store promotions this year. No reason to attract crowds and more emphasis on online shopping with either free delivery or ship to store programs with curbside pickup. Since the shift to since the shift to online shopping has been so successful, I expect many retailers to down, to double down on the strategy and offer promotions through the whole month, especially turning Cyber Monday into a Cyber November, says Paul Gagnon, Senior Research Director at market research firm Omedia Gagnon. That means retailers may react to prices offered by their online competitors, making it possible for new deals to emerge throughout the holiday shopping period. So, Cyber Monday, I know we're talking about Black Friday, but for those of you listening, we're just like, well, what the hell is Cyber Monday? So a few years back, especially when just electronics and just technology took off and online shopping really did become a thing, there was Black Friday shopping. And then the following Monday, there was always going to be Cyber Monday. This happened not too long ago. So if you are just now hearing about it don't feel left out don't feel awkward it's okay cyber monday usually is just going to be pretty much or equivalent or a little bit more or a little bit less but usually equivalent to the black friday deals that they would have in store so say you couldn't make it to walmart this friday because you had to go to work and the whole weekend blah, 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 blah. you can go online on monday and it's called cyber monday and you can get the same exact deals you can either get free shipping free ship to store the online pickup like he was saying before as an option so that you guys is cyber monday so now i'm going to continue 
Several major retailers, including Best Buy, Target, and Walmart, have already announced that they'll be closed on Thanksgiving. All at those retailers still holding in-store events expect to find COVID-19 safety protocols in place, such as mandatory mask requirements and limits on the number of people allowed inside the building at one time. That would probably mean fewer doorbuster stampedes and fewer diehard shoppers lined up in the wee hours of the morning waiting for the doors to open. See what I'm saying? People we waiting up early, early, early in the morning to get the best deals, but now because of COVID, like James just said, it's the reason why they aren't opening um, at crazy hours and regardless that they're going to be limited on the amount of people who can enter. So it just makes sense that they did it this way or it's just making more sense if you're leaning towards cyber shopping, cyber Monday, just getting those deals off of the internet versus going in store because it might just be the most beneficial for this holiday season. So the next Three tips that I'm going to give you guys are going to be use loyalty programs, get social, and create a budget and stick to it. So let me get into depth for those. And then we're going to be wrapping up Black Friday shopping. So when using loyalty programs, loyalty programs often grant members early access to coupons, sales, and promotions, and then let them earn rewards back on what they buy. So sign up for Black Friday shopping alerts. In some cases, you can even find out whether the products you want are still in store or eligible to buy online and pick up at the store, which can save you money on shipping. And not only can it save you money on shipping, that's just going to save you time because what if you didn't you didn't check online and you just went to the store and then it wasn't there like you're just saving your own time right there so use loyalty programs i know sometimes when i'm shopping and they ask me do i want to join their loyalty program or you know their reward program i'm always so quick to say no sorry not this time but for this case of the matter you guys if you have any loyalty programs or reward programs that you are connected to just you don't have to sign up for any additional ones if you're already signed up for them that means you must like that store and they must have some coupons going on so i would definitely go into your emails just go check out what you might have for any loyalty programs you're connected with and start early with those black friday shopping deals next is get social so the facebook pages instagram posts and twitter feeds on your favorite retailers are a great way to find out about exclusive deals and promotions Retailers will, also, will often reward customers who like or follow them with special alerts to Black Friday discounts and incentives. And of course, texts, tweets, and social media posts are an easy way to share Black Friday shopping's intel with your friends. So if you're not very aware of what or where to go, get social, you guys. Everybody's going to be posting or I would, I know I see it definitely throughout my feed for me or whatever. I see deals that you know i've been thinking about like i said that tv i saw i have not not stopped seeing deals on my phone for tvs from best buy or walmart or something you know like if as if my phone is listening to me but that's a whole nother conspiracy theory we can get into another time you guys but get social you can see it on facebook instagram twitter just any platform and you can get deals from other people's or you know just get ideas from them and the last little tip Mr. James is going to give us is to create a budget and stick to it. So yes, this should sound simple, 
but Black Friday sales, especially the doorbusters, specials available in limited quantities are designed in part to get you in a store or shopping online so that the retailer can sell you items you weren't intending to buy. It's really easy to get caught up in the excitement and overspend. Decide ahead of time how much you want to spend on your Black Friday shopping spree and do your best to resist impulsive buying, especially if you're not sure how good a deal is. So with that being said, pretty much just don't get distracted by the big and luxurious things that look like they have a discount because let's be real, sometimes the discount might not even be that good. As he said, you know, if you're not sure if it's a good deal, don't do the impulsive buying but definitely stick to a budget you know go in there go out usually like i mentioned a little earlier and how i do it if i do go black friday shopping of course i get myself something you know a little something something but you know i always try to focus in more on my friends and family because i want to get those deals for christmas i can save money for christmas shopping and just get more for my money i haven't bought any big items yet from black friday shopping i think the biggest thing i got was a like a dyson vacuum for my mom for christmas and i split that with my sisters because you know how expensive those vacuums are but that was the most ever i've ever spent you know my budget's always been not that big because i've just been my past black fridays have been me in high school so i wasn't really able to just spend big bucks like that but i know upcoming black fridays i probably will because now going just into the next chapter of life gonna need furniture tvs appliances and i know they're gonna be on sale for black friday so i might have to look into that but those were the tips that james gave us on black friday shopping and now before i totally wrap it up i just figured i was intrigued by these fun not even fun facts they're not fun but i was intrigued by these facts from black friday so i wanted to share them with y'all i'm getting this information um just real fast it says 12 people have died since 2006 from reported violence and injuries and a total of 117 people have been hurt just or just have injuries this is all from black friday sorry if i sounded like a little wobble jobbled but yes this is all caused from black friday so they've either been stampede they've been um knocked out just bad just not worth it's uh, it's hard to explain they don't detail exactly what happened, but yes, you guys, 12 people have died since 2006 from Black Friday shopping and over 117 have been injured. So it is smart to shop online this year due to COVID and that's the one last little inch of little <laughs> information I want to give you guys. It was taking me forever to spit that out. But yes, hope you enjoyed everything about the discount day I've shared with y'all. We're going to get into some music break now. I've been wambling and jambling this whole time. Enjoy this song by Chris Brown. We'll talk about it more after it. Get 
Freaky Friday by Chris Brown. I felt like it gets freaky on Black Friday, so be careful. Just wanted to correlate this song with what I've said before. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This was featured by Lil Dicky. I really like how they just are telling a story throughout the song. It's kind of comical, a little stupid, but I figured it would just be a great fit for what we were talking about today. This song came out in 2019 on the album Freaky Friday, so it was just last year we were bopping to this song. I heard it all over the radio, not even gonna lie. But let's get into Chris Brown himself. So he was born on May 5th, 1989, making him 31 and also making him a Taurus gang gang. We love Taurus, aha. But yes, so he is king of R&B and dancing, you know. He was going to be the king of rap when he was 16 starting off. But let's just get into some actual fun facts about this guy. So Chris Brown became a teen heartthrob with R&B and pop hits that included Run It, Kiss Kiss, and Forever in 2009. He physically assaulted his then-girlfriend, pop dance star Rihanna, and found his two songs and found his songs dropped from the radio. Afterward, Brown rediscovered success on the music chart, 
and a Grammy for his 2011 album Fame, but also continued to receive attention for brushes with the law. So the young star singer Christopher Maurice Brown was born on May 5th, 1989, like mentioned before, in Tappahannock, Virginia. That's a mouthful. Sorry, Chris Brown, if I disrespected your home. But Brown became known for his smooth voice, amazing dance moves, boy-next-door charm, and controversy surrounding his physical assault of former girlfriend Rihanna. Growing up in a small town of roughly 2,000 people, Brown enjoyed singing in his church choir and was inspired by such musical artists as Sam Cooke, Stevie Wonder, and Michael Jackson. So, and the people that he was inspired by, such as the musical artists, they either were singing their lungs out or had amazing dance moves, so it all makes sense. This is all about Chris Brown. Unfortunately, he did have that rough history, but it's 2020 now. Um, and within those past, what, 11 years or, well, yeah, it's been 11 years since the assault. So I haven't heard anything or read up on anything about him being physical again. But I also don't know if that's 100% true. Either way, he's still making music to this day. Just last year, he made the song Freaky Friday, which I feel like was a banger and very enjoyable. That's what I have for you guys for the song on Freaky Friday by Chris Brown. Now let's get into our last little bit of information, the last talk we're going to share on this episode, and it's how to plan a Friendsgiving or just, you know, be thankful with friends. So guys, if you haven't heard of what Friendsgiving is, let me just sum it up real quick. Friendsgiving is a blend of friends and Thanksgiving. It refers to a large meal eaten with friends either on or near Thanksgiving. People are serious about their Friendsgiving celebrations. There are how-tos, sample menus, rules, and even commandments for Friendsgiving. But when Friendsgiving first came into use, it was used to describe something much more informal than the traditional Thanksgiving meal. So if you plan on doing any Friendsgiving things this year or want to get into it, go to the website Miriam slash I'm sorry, Miriam dash webster.com and she has links for you to actually know the how-tos for friendsgiving the how-tos for sample menus and rules and command commandments for it so let's get into what it was like for the first use of friendsgiving friendsgiving seems to be a relatively recent word the earliest print uses of this we found so far date back to 2007 where it shows up in unsent posts on Twitter to refer to this informal meal, several words detectives have found a personal online photo called 2004 Friendsgiving. But after some slithering, we've decided that the album went online sometime in 2014, well after our earliest print use of Friendsgiving appears. Given the fact that the word isn't explained in these posts and tweets, it's likely that Friendsgiving was floating around and spoken English for a bit before it showed up in written English. And this is pretty standard for new vocabulary. So Friendsgiving was obviously a word that we made up, but it's something that everybody can relate to or just feel like they could be a part of. You guys, I was invited to a Friendsgiving, and what we would do is we all would just meet up, we would link, we would have food, drinks, Everybody would bring their own dish. We would plan it, of course, and we would also just mention beforehand what we plan on bringing. So whether it's going to be the mashed potatoes, the ham, the turkey, the 
rice and beans, the salad, the dessert, the drinks, you know. Somebody always made sure we were in the loop and didn't overbuy anything, missed out on anything. And that's what Friendsgiving was for, you know. Thanksgiving is always a fun event with family, but you can always celebrate it a little differently when your friends are around and it's just your friends, you know. Sometimes you can't act a certain way around family or, you know, just completely be yourself. But with your friends, you can stuff your face, you can dance, you can make jokes, you can make silly faces at the table and just know, like, you're not being judged by your great aunt, if you know what I mean. So, that's things that you could do for Friendsgiving. I would definitely re recommend host a party after Thanksgiving because I know this is short notice or you might be hearing this past Thanksgiving. But either way, try to host one. It's a lot of fun, you know, and just to be able to say like you, you organized it and put it together for your friends to all eat, have a good time, listen to music and just enjoy each other's company is just going to be a lot of fun. And then afterwards, you guys, you know, you can watch the game together and be thankful. It's Thanksgiving or just Thanksgiving in general is coming up. So it's just a time to be grateful show gratitude and just appreciate the things that you have the memories you have or are going to be made and especially with your friends so how my thanksgivings usually go is how i'm gonna wrap up today's podcast so now whether it's friendsgiving or thanksgiving this is my routine for the most part we starve ourselves or eat something very light in the morning and start with some mimosas. You know what mimosas are. Just a nice little light alcoholic morning drink. Because we want to be ready for Thanksgiving. And at least in my Hispanic household, this is how we do it every year. So we start with a light breakfast, some mimosas. They're, as in there, it's usually my mom and my aunts or grandmother. But they're always in the kitchen from 8 o'clock in the morning until 4 or 5. Whenever all the food is cooked up. And they're in the kitchen just whipping it up constantly, cooking, cleaning some chicken, cleaning the counters, just making some drinks. Whatever they're doing, making side dishes, like that is them for hours upon hours on Thanksgiving morning for the most part. You know, after we clean up the little breakfast and mimosas that we made, for the most part, they're in the kitchen whipping it up until dinner is ready. And then I'm usually just chilling, trying to waste time spend time with cousins if they get to my house early or whatever it might be but then i start getting ready you know and i'm a girl and i want to look good for thanksgiving every single year that's just how i am so you know around the two hours before dinner time is ready mark i start you know doing my hair putting on my makeup putting together my outfits cleaning up my room just in case my cousins want to come inside and i have to show them you know how it is and then finally, dinner time. Can't wait for when I get to stuff my face. The anticipation kills me every single time. It's so hard to have my plate in front of me and wait for everybody else to get their plate so we can say grace together and then begin to eat. But it's okay. I make it through it every single year and I'm so stuffed. I lay on the sofa after afterwards every time and just watch the football game with the boys and the family until I fall asleep and then wake up and be like, ooh, what's for dessert and then i go get me some dessert with some milk or water depending on the mood or the dessert and yeah i'm chilling out for the rest of the night enjoying my family's company or just helping out with my mom in the kitchen because she's been working so hard the whole time but that is a lopez family thanksgiving right there that's how naya hard eyes celebrated her thanksgiving every year and this year most likely so 
Hope you guys enjoyed everything that I spilled to you. I ranted and rambled about Thanksgiving's history, Black Friday, Thanksgiving's traditions, just Friendsgiving. I hope you found this information very useful for this Thanksgiving or next Thanksgiving. You guys, I'm so thankful for you again. And I can't wait for you guys to come back to the Boss Up with Nine Heart Eyes episode coming up. We will see you guys very soon. Thank you again. Enjoy your Thanksgiving.